So Alex, we've made it. We have. We, this is our this is our off by one special. Yeah. So I mean, even if we just published this like twelve second clip, we'll have finished season two. Hooray! We've done it. <laughs> Goodbye. All right. Yep. Uh, thanks everybody for uh, listening. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Show's over. We'll be back maybe someday. Who knows? <laughs> Actually, so, yes, so for those who didn't listen to last episode, but are listening to this one, why? It's kind of weird. It's kind of like, I mean, I I guess if you just like stumble on, I don't feel like we're the type of podcast you just randomly stumble on. I don't think we're at that size yet. So it would be kind of weird of you if this is your first podcast to be listening to. Has Google Play launched their podcast thing? Because I remember we signed (laughs) up for that. No, they haven't. Like, okay. They, no, I remember there's the announcement. They're like, hey, we're doing this podcast thing. And I'm like, cool. And I submitted and we got approved. Right. Yeah. I mean, we're <laughs> we're in the wings because I keep thinking, hey, maybe when that launches, it'll just every it'll be an even playing field. And then we'll just like randomly get like stuck right. on the front page by luck or something. Exactly. It, exactly. It'll be like the YouTube of 10 years ago. Right. Exactly. So but for podcasts and for us, I keep hoping that'll happen. Uh, right. But it just doesn't launch. It's been like a six months or more at this point i know it's yeah it's weird i i i don't know what's it feels like maybe this was something they were just experimenting with and they're not i mean google does that a lot so that wouldn't be a shock but i mean going back to what you were saying i think a lot of people will just listen to the most recent episode of a podcast when they find it so Hmm. if this is what you chose i'm just saying we're not the type of podcast that you find that's true (laughs) however we're about to go on hiatus so this is actually probably going to be the most listened to by random people because it'll be the first episode for the longest amount of time that's very true hello random people hi how how is how's the entropy over there (laughs) and if google play launched hi google play people we'll be (laughs) back shortly also, how's the entropy over there? Yeah. Yeah, okay, that's a fair point. So, yes, we are, we're going on a brief hiatus. Uh, this isn't one of those things where we're like, oh, we're lazy. No. We're going to go on hiatus and then just despair. This is, uh, we decided that, you know, Alex, you have a, a, a job thing. Yeah. You're entering the world of... I have two more weeks of not being a real person. <laughs> right, exactly. You start being a person, you enter the, the world of uh, chaos, or as I... <laughs> Used to pronounce it as a as a kid. Chaos. I'd only ever seen that word written down. Chaos. Yes, you'll be entering <laughs> the world of chaos. Yeah. Now I can think of those, those little like baby chows that you had to take care of in Sonic Adventure Two. <laughs> I don't know if anyone. Well, people have played oh, this game. Oh man, yeah. I don't know if you played that game. Yeah, I did. Okay, there was that whole like mini game where you had the Chow Garden, and you could like take <laughs> care of these little like I don't even know how to describe them. Yeah, blue things. Oh man, I forgot about that. <laughs> I mean, they were yeah, in the, Sonic Adventure One as well, but uh, that wasn't necessarily right. the greatest of games. <laughs> what did I? What was I just gonna say? Well, Alex, we were, what was I just gonna say? Well, I we're not being lazy. <laughs> I just am gonna have to stop getting up at one p.m. and just doing nothing but playing Civ Five and Pokemon uh, in two weeks, and I'll have to take a little while to get adjusted and move again and. It'll be a while before my life settles down. Right, so long. the, the takeaway is that basically in order to maintain his uh, Civ Five schedule. <laughs> yeah, I have to cut out something. <laughs> he has to cut out something, exactly. So Alex is, uh, you know. <laughs> yep. 
Chris Mayo. Though, though apparently, uh, apparently, Spoo, who's uh, the person I guess who we at least know has listened to more than one of these <laughs> of these episodes. That's true. Um, no, there are, there are a couple people that we regularly get feedback from. Um, but Spoo has, has has suggested that perhaps I'm the one who needs to be replaced in this podcast. So perhaps uh, the Spalix <laughs> podcast. Well, I don't know why I can't just have two podcasts. Other well, people have that. two podcasts. Well, I'm, I'm I'm just saying I'm not editing it though. Well, yeah, I You've understand. Got to figure that stuff out. I, I yeah, I mean, we could pay you. How much would it, we'd have to pay you to edit a second podcast? Oh my god! Like you have. <laughs> This is not no, it wouldn't wouldn't do it. I would I I find editing video fun. Yeah. Um like that I would probably like I would enjoy doing like if I if I didn't like what I currently do for a job, like that would be fun mm-hmm. for to to have as a job just like cutting up dailies. Like that would be a lot of fun. Uh, cutting up audio? No, this is it is like the mis- I like recording these things. I like I like having the conversations. Yeah. I like having a done podcast. <laughs> I don't like the part in the middle there. See, that's why I have the greatest position in all of this. I just have to <laughs> have a time and then record it. And, and then you can't like, even you can't oh, yeah. even manage that. That's why we're yeah. That darn Civ Five. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Civ Six will come out soon. Oh man, is there are they? Is that a thing? I I have to imagine it is. I don't know any. I mean, I don't really pay enough attention. I'm just like, oh, there's a new one, and then I play it. Well, there are a bunch of new roller coaster tycoons coming <laughs> are out. They soon. all coded in assembly. Well, no, um, no, but there are there are three different roller coaster tycoon t- sim type of things. Like one of them is the official one, and apparently it's bad. <laughs> I don't remember, but yeah, there are apparently three of those. Roller coaster tycoon was awesome oh yeah oh yeah and as you as you alluded to and i i've kind of heard because like i was that this was like my little fun fact that i knew in the back of my head no one else knew <laughs> except for <laughs> me roller coaster tycoon the original roller coaster tycoon was the last uh kind of major game to be written entirely in assembly well and even then it was weird like most games had stopped being written in assembly and he was like I'm going to do it anyway cuz it's fun and I can get performance like at the time that was there was like 200 or like 1000 people he wanted to simulate like going through the park and at the time uh you just couldn't do that on a compiled language so he was like I'm just going to write it in assembly and everyone thought he was strange so that's what that I guess yeah like I obviously I didn't know a ton about compiler theory at the time right <laughs> This was, I don't know, I was 10, 8, yep. something. Um, but yeah, no, I do remember because I had, I had SimCity. Mm-hmm. Sim, or SimCity 2000? Yeah, I had SimCity 2000. It was not great. <laughs> it could simulate like five things happening at once. Yep. But that was about it. <laughs> you could not zoom in very far because it would get very confused. <laughs> but yes, you could load up Roller Coaster Tycoon and be like, hey, you have a million people visiting your park right now. It'd be like, oh, like like those ones, do they all have names? Are they all walking around? Do they all have like AI that's directing them around the park? Like, can I pick them all up and drop them into into the water and watch them drown? Because for some reason that was the part of the game. <laughs> like that's And yes, you could. You could. Well, that was the way that you kept your, your park rating up. <laughs> is you, you found unhappy all the unhappy people. customers. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. There was no penalty for doing that. And, you know, I was a very enterprising eight year old. <laughs> I mean, 
I had more fun just building roller coasters that just ended oh, yeah. in the water instead of just picking people at random. So they just get on the ride and it would just go into the water and it would be great. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, that was definitely, I definitely enjoyed, I, I enjoyed making log flumes far more than I enjoyed actually making roller coasters. Um, no, I think I enjoyed making roller coasters more. Anyway, at the time when it was written, <laughs> compilers were like, I guess, inefficient. I don't really know why they were so, so inefficient. Um, I guess people who were making compilers hadn't figured out all the tricks that the assembly people knew. Um, so you mm-hmm. could make a game or an application really run a lot quicker by writing efficient assembly. I mean, if you wrote inefficient assembly, it would probably be worse than the compiled. Uh, well, so here's the thing that I, I have a question about. How do you, weren't there multiple architectures that you'd have to support? I don't, I, yeah, I don't really know. So I did, mean, did he write it in assembly like eight different times? Like, <laughs> I mean, it's the x86 architecture, so x86 is the agreed-upon specification that both Intel and AMD use. Right. So, I guess I'm just thinking back when it was released, if that... I, I, guess, I guess, yeah, I suppose it was probably... I mean, it ran on, what, point. Windows 95, I think, is what I ran it on? Yeah, I think so. I, hmm. So I things were probably fairly standardized by that. It's not like you had the Amiga and the Atari ST <laughs> and the uh, Commodore 64 all competing with their... I mean, maybe all of those use the same CPU, but I doubt it. But, like, we had standardized on x86 by the time Windows 95 had come about, so... Well, now, here's the thing, though, because also, in uh, as a rebuttal to the whole compiled languages can't do this... Oh, they can now. Uh, well, couldn't at the time. Age of Empires could. Age of Empires was amazing. The graphics weren't as good. <laughs> maybe, I don't know. <laughs> I just remember when I read into it, it was like, yeah, the compiled languages were just too slow. So I decided, you know, what the heck, I'll just write in an assembly. That is just... So, so I mean, yeah, for may- those who don't know what assembly is, by the way, it is literally, here, here are the places where memory exists. Put a number in this slot, put a number in this slot, add those two slots, now put a number in this slot. Like, it's, it's, it's one step above coding in ones and zeros. You can code it. Well, assembly is what you would code in if you were coding in ones and zeros. Usually it's done right. in base 16 instead of base 2. That, that's right. the only difference. I mean, you, assembly is ones and zeros, but we tend to think of them in well, base 16. I, presumably he's writing instruction sets. Yeah. He's not, yeah. He's, not, he's not writing the hex values. Well, he might have been. Okay. Well, I don't, I don't, I, I, I don't know. We don't know. Uh, is lost to the annals of history at this point. I mean, to be honest, most the most of my knowledge of how assembly works um, comes from learning how ec- people exploit new uh, Super Mario World on the SNES. <laughs> because people do the craziest things writing random assembly into the middle of that game by moving items around. Why Why was this not on our show notes? Because this is a video that came out this week as well that is code-related. I mean, <laughs> are you talking about Seth Bling's video? Yes. Yeah, okay. Oh, so Seth Bling has been doing a lot of these videos. This is nothing new. Um, so the first well, time... It, it's, it's, it was came, This cool one came out this week. Yeah, this so, is making the rounds. So, yeah, so before we talk about that, let's just sort of set the stage. So about a year ago, um, I first saw one of Seth Bling's videos, uh, and he managed to, by moving items around, um, and he has a very excellent video that explains how exactly this works, um, but by moving the right items to the right place in the second level of Super Mario World for this Super Nintendo Entertainment System, um, you would put assembly instructions in certain blocks, like in certain 
parts of memory um, mm-hmm. that would translate to, hey, go to this other part in memory. Um, and by putting this, these certain items in certain places, you could say, go to the end of the game. So from the second level of Super Mario World for the Super Nintendo Entertainment System, you could say, go to the end of the game. And you could beat the game in like three minutes and 15 seconds or something like that. Um, and computers have been doing this for a while because it, it uh, so you'd, you'd hook your computer up to your Super Nintendo, your SNES. Um, you'd have like an Arduino hooked up to the controller port so you could enter very precise um, movements into right. your SNES. And people have been manually programming in these exploits for a while so they could jump to the end of the game. But he was the first person to ever do it by hand. To memorize the precise movements um, that are required to place, like, Koopa Can shells. I just say, I love just the idea that, like, there's this whole, like, the first person to manually do a software thing. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's just really entertaining to me. Yeah. <laughs> right, so this this next one, basically, uh, he injected the, the source code to a Flappy Bird clone into... Using Mario Super World. Mario World sprites. So it was just like Mario's right. head floating through the pipes. And ironically, yes. the pipes had come from Super Mario World anyway, because when Flappy Bird was made, he just stole all the art assets. Oh, no, I thought that basically the, the Flappy Bird implementation was uh, was written specifically for, for Seth. Oh, yeah, it, it was absolutely written specifically for um, uh, Super Mario World. It was a very, very, very streamlined... Yeah. No, 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 yeah, Seth had someone write him a condensed version of um, Flappy Bird that ran on the sprite set. So he's not really a programmer, he's more just a data entry guy. Uh, so, no, I know. think he knows quite a bit about programming. <laughs> I don't know what his day job is, but he does a lot of that type of stuff in Minecraft and uh, a couple other games. Oh, uh, uh, okay. Trying to find exploits, and I, he was he like made, made this weird like glitchy elevator in Minecraft that I saw, I don't know. Um so he finds exploits in games or utilizes exploits in games and makes very popular YouTube videos. He has like 2 million subscribers or coming up on it. I, I simultaneously have a lot of respect and very little respect for gaming channels. <laughs> you have one. <laughs> well, no, that's the thing is that <clears throat> I, like, I, looked at ex- at, I look at exploits like that and I just go, how, how can you justify the time? Like, how? <laughs> it's fun. No, I mean it is uh, like it is fun, but he has this channel that he he has to maintain as well. Like just the how do you find the time? Not just justify the time, but how do you find the time? Like cuz yeah, I'm doing two series right now. One is one is programming stuff in KSP and that ends up requiring hours of work yeah before even being able to record any video at all. Mm-hmm. Which was a very stupid idea. <laughs> I'm just like, you know, if I just did a playthrough, then I could be like, hey, I'm going to play KSP for five hours, condense it down to an hour, and then speed up the stuff that's slow, and then there's video. But no, this is like, spend 10 hours writing a bunch of code and debugging it, and then try and record it, and then discover that it still doesn't work, and then have to try and edit together a nightmare stuff later. Record a bunch of voiceover and all of this stuff. And then or, send out an update correction video that's probably right. still wrong. No, it is still wrong. <laughs> um, or the the second one that is, is NetHack. We're just like, I'm just going to play this game and talk over it. And I just, I turned on the, the, the mic and started recording the screen. And then an hour later, I had an hour of footage. I was like, wow, all right. 
So this is how. So like, I have a lot of respect for the people that actually find the uh, find the time to just go crazy with 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 things like this. The, well, the people mean, that are doing these these crazy exploits and stuff. It just I imagine it's, it's a full time job now. What's that? I have to imagine it's his full time job now, given he has almost two million subscribers. Still, <laughs> like that's a lot. That's a, that's a crazy amount of work. Yeah, yeah. I just I don't. Yeah, I I, I deleted my gaming channel. So occasionally, I just stream things on my regular YouTube channel that happen to be games, but I don't even mm-hmm. like make them public afterwards. Mm-hmm. So, um, so. Yes, so that's that's assembly for those of you <laughs> who didn't know. Yeah. Now you know. Yeah, that that's and a perfect explanation of what assembly is. Knowing is half the battle. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yes, so then then we have to backtrack to Roller Coaster Tycoon. See, this is the thing. Like, I feel like we. So one of the things that I actually wanted to discuss with you, Alex, is what are some of the things that we should look at for season three. Like, what are the improvements and things? One of the things that occurs to me now is we should have a third person who just listens and tracks the tangents. Okay. So that when we go, like, all right, we've played this one out, let's jump back up a level. <laughs> like, they can just tell us what that we need thing a was. So we don't have to go back. Okay, it was uh, Roller Coaster Tycoon. And before that, it was, I don't know, you know? So we need a secretary who takes notes. Basically, yes. Okay. Uh, and keeps us on track. Right. And edits the podcast. Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> well, okay, you can do that. Here's what we'll do. We'll have the uh, Spoo Alex podcast, and you can be the secretary and the editor. Great. Oh, man, not for infinity million dollars. I, I, I don't think that's possible, so that's pretty good that you won't do it for that. <laughs> um, no, I, will, it's, I don't know. Editing, editing podcasts is weird, though. Um, like, even with video, you can go through and you can go like, all right, you have a general sense of here are the bad takes. Because there are a lot of like, you can look at the audio waveform and be like, all right, here's how things went. With podcasts, you're just looking at one very long audio waveform. And you're trying to figure out like some of it's good, some of it's bad. So basically, you've got to play through the entire thing and just pause and then go back and find things to, to clip out. And then you've got to mess around with the audio levels and stuff. And of course, the audio isn't ever really consistent from yeah. when you start to when it's over. And yeah, I don't know. Like the last episode... I was just really lazy. I'm like, I'm just going to let there be some natural silences in here. <laughs> I think fine. I only ended up with something like 80 edits. <laughs> the one before that, I had something like 700 edits. Oh, okay. Um, That's a lot of edits, Kevin. That was, well, no, it was it was, it was the one before that, because that, that was before you were home and you kept hitting the, the microphone. Oh. Like every, so, thank you. Thank you, Alex. I've added, I've added the noise for effect of what it would, might have sounded like if Kevin hadn't edited it. <laughs> he might edit that out, or it might be well, no, well. Cause no, the the worst part is like the ones where I have to, uh, like, because those are at least sort of mindless. It's like okay, listen, all right, a thing happened. Scroll back, cut, go, cut, go here, cut. Oh, wh- when I'm snap, talking, blah. The right, the hard ones are when you're talking and there's noise, or and th- this is true with me too. Sometimes less frequently, though, because I have to deal with it, and so like <laughs> I'm getting a feedback loop. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm a terrible I'm Pavloving co-host. myself, um, but no, those are the hard ones because I don't like I then have to like stop and think like, all right, I can I repair this, and if not, can I somehow edit the conversation so that it preserves the meaning, but without that particular phrase, 
right? Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, a couple of people have asked, like, why does the show just cut off? Usually it's because I'm like, I'm done. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> like, we got like an hour, hour 15. We're good. Exactly. We're like, out. no, we're, I'm there's Yeah, there's like another 40 minutes. That we're not. We're done. We're good. <laughs> well, I mean, I suppose that's one of the reasons the audio is harder to edit in this than in video, because video, you have like a three minute audio take. So you've got a lot more consistency. You've got more, a lot more purpose than this. We're talking for an hour, 45, two hours sometimes. And you're trying to extract from that, you know, an hour, 15, an hour, 30 at most of usable audio. Um, right. And we're moving from the microphones and we're making <laughs> strange noises. <laughs> and it, Yeah. We're flailing our arms, which moves the air and, yep. you know, you get wind noise. I don't have a windsock well, on my uh, microphone. The other, the other tricky thing is the is you and I both do this, which I think is is just shows that we have good sense of comedic genius. Uh, but we make throwback references to things that we've talked about prior <laughs> in the show, which pretty much means that whenever we go, all right, uh, like whenever I'm looking through, it, I was like, all right, I've got this many segments, but that's two hours of stuff. We don't want to have a two hour podcast. We want to have like an hour, hour twenty hour 15 podcast yep and i gotta go i can't take out this like I, i've got to try and keep in my head like which of cycle. these are right the dependency tree luckily we can't see into the future so we can't reference things that are about to happen except if we reference things on the show notes but right this is the thing is sometimes we're like oh and like i said in that other thing so yeah there's occasionally some selective editing where i'm just going through and like taking out sentences <laughs> in the middle and it's like trying to piece together like yeah that that totally sounds like something I'd reply with. Like, <laughs> uh, so yeah, editing podcasts is hard, and I'm glad I don't have to do it, and grateful that Kevin does. Well, so I don't mean to to bring this up just to oh, I get know. a chance to vent, though it is fun. I, I enjoy it. <laughs> you have your day in the fun. But I do bring it up so. to ask, like, what, what Alec? Where do you think? What do you? Th- how how are we doing as podcasters? I think we're doing fine. I. I don't listen to that many podcasts. I listen to three podcasts, including this one. I vote for less sirens <laughs> in the next season. Move then. <laughs> <laughs> well, I may do. I may end up doing just that actually before the next season. Probably not before yeah. the next season. Okay, I just realized I've made a horrible mistake. What's that? Do you notice something wrong about me? Uh, I'm not wearing headphones. You're not wearing headphones. All right, what does that mean? I'm just worried about picking you up as well. But right, if but I mean, I'm not... Synced, it shouldn't be an issue. Well, there's drift, though. Like, that's the other thing that I've got to correct for, is trying to figure out at what point drift happens. Does, does, how, I mean, how much does it drift? By, like, after an hour and a half, it drifts by, like, two seconds. Okay. Wow. Hmm. And then I'm like, I don't know if it's just, like, so one of us paused or now it's delayed, like, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't I don't pause, so unless... You totally pause. I do? You pause a lot. Like, I will say a thing and you go... Oh, 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 yeah. oh, oh. Oh, I thought you oh, meant, oh, like, oh, pause yeah. the recording. I was like, no. Oh, I... no, 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 no. No, just questions of, like, whether there's a natural... Break, ah, yeah, and then like I have to try and figure, is that a norm longer than normal natural break? I don't know. Oh yeah, no, I thought you meant pause the recording. Well, we're twenty seven minutes in, so <laughs> resync. All right, that's the first time I've done that. 
That's the first time I've done that in my defense. It's okay. Yeah. Um, though I I am I do want to bring this up though because I wanted to ask kind of our listeners because the, one of the things that I don't like about podcasts is that it's actually very difficult to solicit feedback. Yeah. You know, we've had a couple of people reach out on Twitter, which is great. We've had one person leave an iTunes review uh, <laughs> when we started. Uh, and then Alex, who's not a person yet, but is going to be a person. That's why. Yeah. Uh, yep. You know, why are we having to take... Whoa. Okay. And I hit the <laughs> pop filter. We're professionals. Uh, <laughs> but it is very difficult to solicit feedback. Um, you know, we've had a couple of people uh, comment on my subreddit. Yeah. Which probably isn't where this goes. But I didn't want to, like, try and manage the separate subreddit. Like, it feels like it may not be large enough to merit its own subreddit yet. Yeah. Yeah. But I did want to ask people, like, what do you think of the, of the, of the show thus far? What, do you, what suggestions would you have? What... And how should they make those suggestions, Kevin? On That's how... a good question. I have no idea. <laughs> how, if how you, do you could think suggest, you if you, in, 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 in your suggestions, please suggest a way to submit suggestions. suggestions. Yes. <laughs> um, you can, of course, tweet at Cheers Kevin or at Alex Bragdon. Yep. Unless we change our Twitter handles between now and when you're doing this. Which Alex probably would do, just because he'd think it would be <laughs> funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'll probably still own at Alex Bragdon in some extent. Right. I won't just let that float, because then Kevin would steal it. Well, no, I, I did the same thing when I switched off of GCKW, so I threw open a new account. Well, no, you didn't. It. I mean, Luke had it for a while. Hmm? Yeah, Luke Luke had your account. I think before you set up the... Say, you, oh, didn't, did you didn't do it right. Like, Luke stole it for a while and then gave it back to you. Oh, okay. I don't remember. <laughs> those, those were dark times. <laughs> what? What? I lost my account. It was I just uh, you no. didn't you didn't lose it. You gave it up willingly. <laughs> it's like you threw threw a million dollars into the ocean willingly. You can't claim that you lost a million dollars. Well, but this is the thing about podcasts, though. Right? <laughs> to bring us back to, <laughs> um, it's just that it is very difficult to actually uh, to actually get feedback. Um, Spoo did suggest that we should be on Sound SoundCloud. Yeah. I, I kind of pushed back on that idea. Yeah. Now, I like, do, do you do you listen to stuff on SoundCloud, Alex? Oh, yeah. I, I, I totally understand the commenting system. I think it makes a lot of sense. You can, like, comment at exact seconds. And so when you're listening through, the comments will sort of pop up when you get to the appropriate time. Right. Super nice. Not only, like, their player is amazing. The embeds uh, on the player yeah. are amazing. It's possibly something we might look into doing. It, I'm curious as to whether that's something that most people i don't i i guess i it never it didn't occur to me that most people would think to listen to podcasts on soundcloud i mean i discovered that basically yes they do have a system for that mm -hmm. but it is not i i i the people that i know that listen to podcasts generally use rss like a podcast app yeah yep i mean yeah i didn't even think about soundcloud until Spoo brought it up. And then even then I was like, are we just going to have a thing? So they do have a mechanism for it then? Um, I Well, that's the thing I ne I'll need to figure out. This is part of why it's kind of good that we get to have this break is that I get to go ahead and try and fix up the website so that it's not uploading everything over and over and over again and charging <laughs> me for the privilege of doing that. Um, but, I, you know, we could look into, into setting up something like SoundCloud as well. Um, using one, This is kind of to go back to the... 
what we were talking about last week about or what I was complaining about last week <laughs> about uh, platforms and and protocols um, is that the the reason that we've we've set up the podcast the way that we have and it's not using WordPress it's not using uh, uh, what is it Libsyn or Blueberry I, I don't know. the names of the podcast traditional things is that I decided like I don't want to be stuck with a particular uh, provide it. We're not using FeedBurner for the RSS. Like, yeah, I'm just building. Which the means, RSS which file. means we have less tracking. <laughs> although Kevin built some sort of tracking. We have we have some tracking. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. The, the the part of the problem with tracking is that everyone has their own different standards for what tracking means. I mean, even even the analytics that you get from everybody else is like, well, these are the number of Downloads. requests that you got in yeah. this file. Like, as as much as you know, people. I, I, part of this is just that we're computery people <laughs> more than we are podcast people. Yeah. Um, a lot of podcast people will be able, will look at stats and go like, oh, look, I can see plays and downloads and blah. It's not entirely accurate. It's estimates based on... What do advertisers care about? Because, like, that's very easy to spoof. Well, exactly. That's the, that's the weird thing about podcasts is there's no way to verify that sort of thing is that why a lot of podcasts have like use code lemon at checkout yes. okay yeah well in in addition like what i've from what i've seen there are occasionally uh, it is occasionally advisable for people who do not have sponsors yet to try and actively get their audiences to go to certain links so that so way they get used to verify. it. See, we're, so, we're going to well, no, try so to just, brainwash. So we can guys. talk. So like we could go ahead and see like, hey, Audible, you know, when we asked our audience to do this, 900,000 people clicked on this link. That's a lot of people. That's more people I know, than who that's have what ever they would listened. Say. That's exactly what. They, and then we would make a lot of money. And I would get like, honestly, I would do an Audible sponsorship if I could just get like a free my account book. for free because <laughs> I spend way too much money. <laughs> you know, I'm no, no, no. I'm not going to say anything nice about Audible because they are not paying us anything. <laughs> but rest assured, I have so many nice things to say. <laughs> if they gave if, us money, if 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 we, if they offer, I assume we'd have to go ask them. They wouldn't just solicit solicit us. We'd have to be like, hey, do you want to sponsor our podcast? Well, I and presumably if we become super famous. Well, right. I mean, if we hit like the front page of Reddit or something, I don't right. know if a podcast well, has ever no. done that. I think Welcome to the Night Vale did hit the front page. Yeah, that's true. Welcome to Night Vale. Okay. Um, but no, as someone who has hit the front page of Reddit, no, that doesn't get Audible's attention. That's a YouTube video. Which generally is... Eh, I don't know. <laughs> YouTube videos generally aren't sponsored. Podcasts generally are. Well, okay. The podcast... Every podcast that I listen to <laughs> is sponsored. Every YouTube video... Most YouTube videos that I watch are not. So my sample sizes are probably an issue here right um no i've not been approached for any sponsored deals makes me very very sad i can't i can't i couldn't sell out if i wanted to well, <laughs> i've been trying to sell out for years alex <laughs> i haven't been able to pull it off well you haven't actively been trying your your definition of trying to sell out is sit here and wait for people to offer me money to sell out. exactly i mean isn't that is that not what selling out is no i think it's a little bit more active than that you have to actually uh, go ask people to help you sell out that sounds like way too much work i mean it, it might be in being it, ethical just sounds 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 so much easier <laughs> if only that were always the case right 
Yeah, what were we even talking about? Um, so let us know what you think of the show. <laughs> um, I mean, because I mean, it, 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 I concur. It has always been. It has been sort of in the back of my mind, though, as to like whether we want to try and sort of whether it would make sense to try and tighten up the format because we did try and do that um, earlier on, and then we just kind of let it go a bit more free and for. But we could say like we're going to try and restrict talking about a particular topic for you know, 10, 15 minutes and then move on to something else. Um, I don't know what people prefer. We This is a fairly rambly podcast. We're fairly rambly people. We, well, yes. But we have, you know, I think we could commit to, like, doing something that is more of, like, we're going to talk about this, we're going to talk about that, we're going to talk. I'd also be interested to know if people love space <laughs> and tardigrades. Because, like... <laughs> We have, there are a lot of things that we're just, we talk about a lot that aren't necessarily covered. Uh, to be honest, we almost should just rebrand the show. <laughs> yeah, but that's hard. It is. You do all the work anyway, so I don't really know why I'm complaining. <laughs> well, no, I mean, it's, I, I think it would be doable if that was something that we wanted to do. I don't know that there's necessarily any reason to do that. Yeah, I don't, I, it, does it really matter? Like, really? People aren't going to come listen to it because we're, I'm, I mean, maybe it would affect the discovery, but beyond that, I don't think it matters. I, I mean, there is, there is a bit of me that worries a little bit about us being categorized as a tech news podcast. But we do talk about tech news. Do we? We do. <laughs> I mean, for a broad definition of technology. All right. I, I see one thing about tech, another thing about tech news. I think that's something about tech news. <laughs> I mean, as long as you're looking at the show notes, the show notes are at best a very, very rough guide to things we may. Well, yes. Mar- you know, we may lightly touch on. Yeah. In the course of the I don't think we've talked. Well, we've talked about one thing that's in the show notes. Right. Uh, how do we make the podcast more podcast? That's right. Exactly. That's about. that. That is the core question. How do we make the podcast more podcast? I mean, I, I think Alex, I, are you having fun? I yes. Okay, I I'm am. having fun as well. Like this is not a question of like, oh, we want to be super big and famous. Like, how do we take the podcast to the next level? Because I think we're having a fun time. Like yeah. we're enjoying doing what we're doing. But at the same time, like if there are changes that that can be made that would make the podcast more enjoyable for the people who are listening, because I think it's it's very polite of other people to listen to us talking and it would be polite for us to try and make that listening experience slightly more bearable (laughs) (laughs) or slightly more enjoyable or slightly more discoverable i mean that's 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 reaching a little much i can't i don't want to promise that much (laughs) (laughs) but just trying to make it slightly more bearable seems (laughs) yeah because i mean if there's something like some tiny tweak we could make that we just don't and didn't think to us that would make it wouldn't really make it any more difficult for us to do, but would make it far more enjoyable than sure, or even a more than a tiny tweak. But we just don't know. We don't know. I also really, I want to, I need, I want to get new music. <laughs> I mean, and, and we should have season, we should have new artwork for season three. Okay. This is, I, I, this is a complete tangent. Uh, let the secretary know we're, we're delving into. Okay. Another level. I I really wish that I had like a community of just people that I knew really well who were talented in specific areas. I think we all do. Like I wish that I had 
like just a cadre of best friends. Like I like I had a one best friend who was just super good at like audio mixing, <laughs> and a good friend who was like a graphic designer, and a good friend. And I could be like, hey, I will give you like fifty bucks. Can you make me uh, you know, can you just give me like three ideas? And I'm like, I'll I'll, I'll go ahead and try and you know, actually make the thing work. But like, I don't have. This isn't a skill that I have. Like I, I like I just I want to have like this brain trust of people where I can be like I have a question in this field that I don't know. Mm, yeah. Help. I yeah, I know a guy. I know a guy for that. Right, I, exactly. I, yeah. I want to be a guy who has guys. Yeah. That's that's <sighs> that's poorly phrased, but <laughs> I wanna... don't take that out of context. Right. Well, <laughs> too late. Yeah. Oh, but you know, I want I want to have a have a person for things. <laughs> it's okay. not it's not sounding better that way, is it? No, no. it doesn't. Right. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so yeah, let us know what you think about the podcast. <laughs> In an iTunes review, or you can tweet at us, or you can comment on on the subreddit. Um, what subreddit? Uh, slash uh, r slash cheers Kevin. Okay. There's there's no commenting system on the site itself. I don't know if people go to the site itself. I, I it's hard. No to, idea. I can't imagine that most people do. I mean, and a lot of podcasts don't really even have. I mean, a lot of successful podcasts don't even really do much in terms of like having like a post for everything yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Um, so it could be that we should just do away with that as well. Um, it, but it is hard is that you can't... Where would the show notes go then? Hmm? Where would the show notes go if we didn't have a website? Oh, I was thinking that basically we'd just have a, we'd have a single website, but the show notes would just be associated with the... Because they are actually in the RSS feed as part of the description. Oh, okay. So if you pull it open on, the, on a podcast app or whatever, I was thinking basically like Code Monkey Podcast would just be a single site that would not have slash URLs. Yeah. And would just show the, you would just kind of have them all embedded there. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I you, for the next two weeks, you're the only guy here who does web design for a living. What's happening to all of the other web designers? <laughs> I mean, on this podcast. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought there was some just like design apocalypse. Like uh, Google's, <laughs> Google's invited everyone to announce Material Design 2.0, <laughs> and I am the only one who didn't get invited. So I'm left holding the bag of doing all web development and design for the next two weeks. <laughs> yeah, for all websites. So right. if, if your favorite ups- website doesn't update, blame Kevin. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for that. Oh, man. Okay, should we actually get into some of the show notes? Wow. Let's get into some of the show notes. We are. We are. We are talking about the show notes. You have you have a note in here that I should reserve a Tesla immediately, preferably in the past. Well, you should reserve it immediately. Uh, people who are listening to this podcast should travel back in time and reserve one immediately. So uh, Tesla, maker of the Model S and the Model X electric car, uh, is launching their new Model 3 tomorrow. So uh, is this the SpaceX guy? Is this the, yes. I don't, who is this? This is Elon Musk's electric car company. Okay, so it goes to it's a car for space. Yeah, basically, what's going on? It's like a spaceship that drives on the ground is the best way. All right, all right, I'm following. Uh, And in the United States, so this this really only applies to our U.S. based listeners. Sorry, to our. Do we have those? I don't know, actually. Yeah, 
I don't Let us know in your in your feedback. We should have like a survey. <laughs> survey monkey. Oh man. Uh, anyway, so if you're in the U.S., you probably want to, and, and you're at all thinking that you want to buy a new Tesla-based car in the next like two to three years. Um, tomorrow, or not tomorrow, uh, Thursday, the thirty-first of March. Uh, so you'll have to travel back in time. I'm sorry. Uh, you should go to a Tesla store and reserve one. Uh, you won't get a Tesla Model 3 until sometime in mid to late 2018. So, you know, you got about two years to sa- save your pennies. Uh, because there's a massive federal tax credit that gets applied when you buy these these t- Tesla cars. But only the first 200,000 people get them. And it includes the Model what? S's. Yeah. So there's a federal tax incentive that gives you $7,500 off of the purchase of your car. Um, there's a, but it's there's only, a limited limited time offer tax credit? Yes. Yep. What? There's a limited this is, time offer. This off. is like the complete... This is so wrong. Well, so what it is, is the law says that every electric car company can sell 200,000 cars. Um, and those 200,000 cars will the purchasers of those cars will get a federal tax incentive. That's so not, no, that's not okay. And I can understand, I can understand offering a subsidy toward the manufacturer <laughs> and capping that subsidy. Right. And I could even understand Tesla going like, hey, we got a subsidy, so we're passing the savings on to you. Um, but the idea of actually making, oh, that is so, that's just wrong. It's that's how the government so did it. And I just, dis- I also terrible. disagree with it. Uh, the point of the matter is that if you're at all thinking you want to buy one of these Tesla Model 3s, reserve one immediately. Uh, because if you're not one of the like the first, no one's really quite sure how many, but if you're not one of the first people to reserve them, then... You just said 200,000. Well, r- 200... So I, I'm sure how many. No, no, no. But it's 200,000 electric cars. So Tesla's sold Roadsters, they've sold Model S's, then they've sold Model X's. And no one's sure how many they sold them except Tesla themselves. Oh, so it's fewer than that then. Right. So it's So it's like two cars. Yeah, maybe. Okay. Uh, current projections have them running out of federal tax incentives sometime in mid 2018, which is exactly when the Model Three starts getting delivered. Uh, so, so in reality, people actually do have two whole years to decide whether or not to care about this. Right, but they need to reserve the car right now so that they're at the beginning of the list. So that way, when the car comes out, they can have the option of buying it first, so they can get the tax incentive. Before the How tax much money do they are you required to put down? A thousand dollars. Really? Yes. That seems kind of stupid on their part. What? What? In what way? If I drove a car, and I had a thousand dollars sitting around, then I may have I I probably could not afford a Tesla, but still, like, eh. Right. Well, that's <laughs> what I'm thinking. And. Maybe maybe just put the thousand dollars down. I am going uh, to. I've I've decided. I've set aside the money. I'm probably going to drive an hour and a half to my nearest Tesla store at seven o'clock tomorrow morning to reserve a Tesla Model Three. Are you serious? Yes. I'm not certain if I'm going to buy it. I have two years to figure that out. So what happens if if you don't purchase? Do you get the oh you get the deposit back? Oh yeah, you get the money back. It's basically an interest free loan to Tesla. That's what they're. So they're just using it to get an interest-free loan from people, right? Um, so it's great. So I'm just gonna go loan Tesla a thousand bucks for a while, um, and if anything ever happens, they just give it back to you immediately. 
So you're you're effectively paying them 140 bucks. What do you mean? Well, 145 bucks. What? Why? Like a seven? Like because if you invested the thousand dollars over the course of two years at a seven seven percent interest rate. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's that's no. That's seventy. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Seventy plus seventy. Yeah. But okay. Plus plus seven percent of that seventy. Yeah. Yeah. Which I'm just saying is roughly on forty five. But I probably, well, I mean, I guess I could just go invest it. I'd probably just buy something stupid. Like a Tesla? <laughs> yeah, maybe. But like... Does it go to space? Maybe. It Does could it have an space. EM drive? It could go to space. We don't know. It doesn't... The car hasn't been unveiled, unveiled yet. It doesn't you get have a, to reserve the thing without having any idea what it is. Well, basically, yeah. Uh, because it don't, doesn't get unveiled. Like, no one knows what it looks like. They won't until tomorrow night at 8 p.m. Uh, Pacific time. But I'm going to reserve mine at 10 a.m. Eastern time. This is a very poorly thought out idea. Well, there are thousands of people who have filled out this spreadsheet. that It is a poor idea for them as well. Well, what I'm saying is it's clearly working. Wow. I have a spreadsheet full of thousands of people who have committed so, to... like, actually, like, help me understand this, though, because, like, it really does seem like... Like, I can understand there's... The, I can understand that there's the hype factor. Mm-hmm. What it, but what is it about Tesla that is so amazingly better than any other option that you would be willing to put money down on it? It because a thousand dollars is not nothing. There, the, it's very, very, very far from nothing. Yeah, I agree. It's like two but months it, of rent in a in a fairly decent area. It's like half a month's rent in Boston. Well, yeah, but that's Boston is an outlier. Like, is it, like this is not an insignificant amount of money. Like, so I like I don't know cars. Uh-huh. Uh Explain to me why this is, how 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 it is that this is this is something that has so much appeal. Well, the Model Three um, is a the cheapest electric car that has a range of around two hundred miles that has been announced yet. Okay, um, and it's cheaper even before you start to consider those federal tax incentives and then before you start to consider state incentives. Um, so on top of the, the tax incentives that the federal government will give you, uh, your state, depending on where you're living, like in Massachusetts, they'll give you $2,500 if you purchase an all electric car. Um, so when you take all of those into account um, and the fact that this is the cheapest car, so by reserving it now, you're basically fairly guaranteed to get those federal tax incentives. Mm-hmm. Um, Coupled with the state incentives makes it a relatively, not like a super cheap car, but in terms of buying a brand new car, there aren't a ton of cars that are a lot cheaper than it. Um, Well, so give me a sense of what the price would be. After, for instance, for myself buying it in Massachusetts, um, after federal and state, it would be about $25,000. Okay. Which for a new car isn't a ton of money. There are plenty of new cars that cost a lot more than that. You know, they sell used cars. They do sell used cars. Uh, however, buying used electric cars right now is a fairly costly thing because it costs like $10,000 to replace the battery. Um, so if your battery has been used through its charge cycles, if it's like mm-hmm. five years old or something, you'd be spending a fairly significant amount of money to replace the battery on top of whatever price you probably have to pay to get a five-year-old car. I think it's like the last, yeah, the last time that I looked at a car, I think it was like $6,000. Yeah. Like a good car. Like, Six thousand only a few years old. Six thousand dollars. Like, it's a good car. 
So like I don't twenty five thousand. That's like that's like a down payment on a house. So yeah, I mean it would it could be. I mean not not a house in Massachusetts, obviously. Yeah, I mean <laughs> it depends on where you're living. Right. Um, so. The thing about, so when considering new and used cars, so $6,000 would probably buy you a car that's about 10 years old. Um, my parents just bought a new, a new to them used car. Uh, mm. They paid about that for a 10 year old car um, that might last another five to 10 years, um, mm. depending on how it gets used and how their luck holds. Um, so the other thing it doesn't is it doesn't have a warranty. Um, so when you buy a new car, you usually get like a significant, maybe five years or a hundred thousand mile, uh, type warranty where they'll do anything for that car. So, right. You know, you don't, you don't get hit with like, then a year later you've driven a hundred thousand miles and it's like, nope. (laughs) No one, we're not going to give a warranty on your car because you used it. Ha read (laughs) the fine print next time. (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean. I mean, this is this happened. I mean, at least this, sure. is, this is what happened with my parents. This is basically they, after like two years of having a car. It's like, nope. What? It, oh, they drove a hundred thousand miles in two years. Oh yeah. They were. Okay. Oh yeah. I, I see. My use case wouldn't be that high. Um, mm. See, I'm not even sure if I want a car in two years. It's well, see, this is the thing. If like, if you're not, if you're not willing to drive a hundred thousand miles, buy a bike. <laughs> <laughs> but. Or buy leg warmers. So there's the other. The other there's we'll, the other. We'll, we'll there's the other. Reduce the cost even further. There's the other scheming part of me that is thinking that people will pay a premium to be first. So if you have a spot in line, you can sell your spot in line. <laughs> so if for two years down the line, I'm like, yeah, I don't really want a Tesla. I could go on eBay and be like, you know, slot number seven, Tesla Model Three. Well, I mean, yeah, presuming at least assuming that they don't announce like how many credits they've still got left yeah yeah and besides from losing the opportunity cost like Mm -hmm. it's just moving out of my like my two percent interest savings maybe it's one percent i think it's one percent i think it's like in a it's in a savings account that has like one percent interest right Uh, so it's just moving from that you can get it back immediately it's just moving from one percent to zero percent and i might maybe someday buy a tesla I mean, I, I'm saying I'm going to do this. I might not actually do it. <laughs> well, that's fair. So the the two hundred the two hundred mile thing, how many? How like how does charging? Again, don't me no car. Like don't. <laughs> <laughs> how, how does how does that how does that work? How many stations? Like how prevalent are the well, this battery should... swap out spots? Well, those battery swap outs are not very prevalent, but the charge stations that'll give you like half, maybe 100 to 150 miles per like half hour, 20 minutes, uh-huh. half hour, um, are quite prevalent. Um, in such oh, so that- you've got to, you've got to actually sit there and charge. See, this is why a swap out system would make a lot more sense to treat it like the propane tank thing. Well, it does. But for the same reason I was talking about batteries wear out. Um, right. You can only do that on a like a, pl- a a return trajectory type thing. So you have to return the battery that you borrowed. So you can go to a swap out station, swap your battery, drive on, but you have to um, then return to that spot and get your original battery back. See, that seems stupid. That seems it seems like they could just run a analysis on the battery mm-hmm. and be like, "Here's the premium that we're going to charge you." For swapping out the battery because we're giving you a better one or a worse one, and then just adjust the price that way. I mean, 
I'm doing a full analysis on the battery would take a while, but having like using the running analysis, perhaps, like yeah, just like using it, like just check its lifetime. Yeah, you yeah. know, and then just like and average it out. Yeah, I mean, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Um, okay, so like, how how prevalent are those charges? Like, if I, what happens if you decide I'm going to drive to Los Angeles? Oh, like, so are you going to get stuck in the middle of Arkansas? Oh no no no. Um, they have it. So they've got corridors now. Um, supercharger network. I will send you. Well. A link. Uh, doo -doo 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 -doo. Where is the map? So these are all the places you can go on your supercharger map. Uh, the link is in the show notes. Um, Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. So if you own a Tesla, um, you can drive from coast to coast and up and down the country uh, for free. Not in North Dakota. Nope, not in North Dakota. Not or, nor really Arkansas. Iowa. Or Arkansas, you can't take the because that's hmm. There's 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 one station in Omaha which you couldn't really get you to anywhere else. So if you're trying to drive from Chicago to the West Coast, you pretty much got to go up to up through Wisconsin. Now keep in rough. now keep in mind these are just the super fast ones. Um, you can th oh there are plenty like in New York City itself in your home city. Uh, there are more electric car chargers than there are gas stations, gas station pumps. Well, Alex, that's because there are two gas stations in New York City. <laughs> well, so that's not really a metric. <laughs> but the point of the matter is the, those will take a little bit longer. Um, you might have to have a longer lunch while your car recharges um, than the quick charge that you'd get dumping like 500 volts at like 1,000 amps into your car via one mm -hmm. of these, these stations. Um, and right now, uh, all Tesla cars that are purchased get access to all these charging stations for free. So if you drive by these stations, you can use them and drive for free. So here's a here's a question that I also have. So uh, yay because electric, but I'm curious now. Like, have have they done analysis of on average, like how green it ends up actually? Oh. Just because so presumably yeah. most of that electric is actually coal based. Mm, just a lot because of we so gave up on nuclear in the places where it's viable. Uh, most of these superchargers have solar arrays. Uh, you have okay. to remember that Tesla, Elon Musk also owns Solar City, which is right. a solar panel company. <laughs> um, right. So he has access to super solar panels at cost uh, to sell to Tesla between his company. Right. So. There's like, a, I mean, it's still like you're, you're still dealing with issues like you're, you're dealing with space and transportation constraints. Um, yeah. Like certainly on the West Coast, I don't know, maybe you can just buy a very, very large charging station. Mm -hmm. But certainly on, like we don't get enough sun over here. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's not always viable. Um, they're very. Con I, I know that they're very considerate of that fact um, of, you know, how where the energy to power their, their uh, superchargers is coming from. Mm -hmm. uh, that's a very conscious effort they make to try to keep that as the greenest source as possible. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know what their specific targets for having green energy available to them are. Well, and are there are there stations basically only for Tesla cars, or are they? Is there like a cabal of no? They're people? they're Tesla only because um, they they use. I think they, they use only want you to be green if they can profit off. Of you. <laughs> well, remember these are free, so like. <laughs> You're not paying them. They're providing this free electricity for you. Well, wait, wait, what? 
they're n- they don't charge you to use them. Like right now, if you buy a Tesla, I think sometime in the future they're gonna um, the grandfather in any existing users. But at some point in the future, they're gonna start charging. I, I don't wait. Know. So you're not, you're not paying for the no. You can use these if you own a Tesla. You can drive up to any of these and just use them. Okay. Second question now. But very very important question. Are there devices via which I can siphon electricity out of a Tesla battery? Because I have a thousand dollars sitting around, <laughs> and yes, maybe I should actually, get it for this car. So some guy actually uh, modded his to power his house if the power goes out. Yeah, see, this is what I'm thinking: is that basically I could just never have to pay for electricity again. I'll just drive to the Tesla station, pick up some electricity, bring it home, siphon it out drive back and just do that over and over. Yeah. Especially once those cars are all automated, then I'll just write a script to do it. Yeah, you can do that. That's viable. <laughs> this, is, this is ridiculous. I mean, th- this is free per car, right? Like, So if you buy a Tesla car for the lifetime of that car, they'll guarantee you access to the supercharger. Probably by the time you have to buy another car. Why, well, why would you have to buy? Is there something wrong with the cars? No. No. In the 10 to 15 years is why I'm saying probably by that point they won't be free. Anymore. Like 30 years. Is it not a good car? It's a very good car. Then it should be at least 30 years. It might be. People haven't had them long enough to find that There's out. There's still Model Ts. Those still exist. <laughs> make it 100 years. Like, can we not make a car that lasts you, 100 years if you keep, now? If you don't crash it uh, and... Uh, I'm not even going to drive it. It's just going to... I'm just going to script it to drive itself over... To the Tesla place and, and pick up some electricity. That's so, all that I wanted to do. I was curious. So you're 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 gonna have to script it to drive to JFK. That's your closest supercharger. That's I mean, that's fine. <laughs> okay, just letting you know. Uh, well, I mean, I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go with it. <laughs> but I mean, twenty five thousand dollars for free electricity for life. I'm I'm good with that. Like that's fine. Okay. See, that's see. <laughs> I mean, that's only if you reserve it, right? You have to reserve it now, otherwise it'll be thirty-five. Oh, okay. So it's not just the tax credits, but the price actually goes up as well. Well, oh, oh, or were you computing it based off? Of I was, but that's what I, my effective rate is based on okay. Massachusetts and um, the federal tax incentives. Okay. I don't, I don't know what New York's tax incentives would look like. All right. So speaking of Elon Musk. <laughs> All right. <laughs> So uh, Elon Musk, well, he's when not doing cars. Okay, how do you be a CEO of so many companies? Like, I don't. How does that? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, CEOs basically just say do this. I guess I'm just bad at being an employee at one company. (laughs) (laughs) Imagine directing three or four. Yeah, exactly. Um, But no. So Elon Musk is also sending more stuff to space. Mm -hmm. Good. Good job, Elon Musk. I mean, his company is. It's not like he's just, like, picking up something and jumping to space like Superman. He is? Dude, that's awesome. Man, way to bury the lead. I didn't realize. That's super, super cool. No, no, no. He's not doing that. Well, why did you say that? Man, now I'm disappointed. (laughs) Good. That was the (laughs) point. I was supposed to get you all worked up. over. Well, so speaking of disappointment and SpaceX. uh, (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Well, no, now that... It's just that what they're launching... So they're launching a new module to the ISS. Yeah. Which, on the one hand, hooray, it's a new module for the ISS. This is the most recent one since... The last one. The last one, exactly. (laughs) Uh, But it's been a while. Yeah. Um, They haven't put... I think it was the JAXA module was the last one, wasn't it? It's possible. 
Um, uh, I'm pretty yeah, sure. It wasn't that viewport. No, that viewport was near the end. No, they shifted it, though, when yeah. they put on the Jacksonville, I think. Yeah. I don't remember. It doesn't. Um, but, but they're putting up an inflatable hab. Yeah. That's pretty cool. But it's not the cool one that it was supposed to be that they were going to launch like a hundred years ago. A <laughs> hundred years ago? We've only been going four, to space for like, like 55 years. years. It was going to launch. So they had this really cool plan that I was excited about. And it was going to be an inflatable module and a centrifuge. <laughs> so artificial gravity. Yeah. In space. And they didn't do it. Amazing. And they didn't do it. And then they're like, hey, we're finally sending that thing up. And they're like, and I was all excited. And then it's like, but it doesn't spin. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, that was the whole cool part of it. <laughs> well, I think because they changed their plans. Right. So um, for exactly how they want to build their Mars uh, thing. Because I think this is Actually, this is kind Alex, of like a... Alex, a, it, it wasn't just, it was a Congress thing. It was. It was a, it was a Congress and money thing. Yeah, but because now, now Congress that the, was like, you can have money to do cool stuff, and then NASA started doing cool stuff, and then Congress was like, whoa, not not like real money. We well, meant they, like didn't they? Space didn't Congress money. just give NASA more money than they asked for? Yes. So maybe between now and a month from now, when they launch this thing, they can uh, they can add the centrifuge component back. Yay! <laughs> okay, I didn't. I don't know. Space politics is stupid. We should just give all the, them all the money. Stop paying taxes to the federal government. Just pay it directly to NASA. That that, that I'm sure that'll go very very well. Let us know how that goes for you in an iTunes review or whatever <laughs> method of feedback that you suggest via feedback. Right. <laughs> exactly. Let us let us know in, in your feedback how you how you're going to submit your feedback and how supporting only NASA went. Yes. Um, but sorry, no, you were saying about them, them changing Mars. Well, I mean, they're, cause this is supposed to be sort of a test of how they could build Mars spacecraft. Right. And between now and four years ago, they had different plans for exactly how they wanted to get to Mars and exactly what the spacecraft they're going to build is going to look like. It keeps changing. Um, I think partly because budgets keep shifting and, what they think is feasible keeps shifting. Um, well, this- but also they've discovered that they no longer, the, that artificial gravity is no longer kind of a prerequisite for this type of travel. Right. Cause they've um, had- because there's, there's no longer, they've discovered that they can do exercises in zero G that preserve bone density. Yeah. So you could go, you know, it's still going to be very uncomfortable as you land. I mean, if you've, if you've ever watched any of the, any of the people come back from the ISS, it's less gravity. Um, but still, it's 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 it takes them several days to you know, to to walk reasonably and stuff. And yeah. So like coming back to Earth is going to be the hard part. Um, Mars is small enough that it's dense. well. Yeah. No, though, because coming back to Earth, like there are people who are like, "Hey, we know how gravity works. I'll carry ya. Like, <laughs> you." Like you land on Mars, be like, "I can't move my legs." Yeah, but I'd help you, but I also can't move my legs. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the. That's it, that's the hard part. It's not as bad as Earth, which I imagine they'll be training like the, the the straps that pull them down to the treadmill will probably be set to Earth like gravity, not Martian. Oh, oh yeah, no, no, no. Like uh, it, no, it is it is more gravity on Earth, but the but the, it's less of a challenge. That's true. Okay, just because we can get them out of the capsule 
ourselves. Like if like if you landed on Mars and you discover like I just can't move, then you you're done. Like it's not it's not like we can just send somebody else out there to get you. Well, I mean, presumably we'd have robots on Mars before we went there, like Oh, sure. So we'll ground. just have the Curiosity rover, like, just pick them up. Well, the Curiosity... Carry them over. The Curiosity is the size of a minivan. I'm pretty <laughs> sure it can manage. I mean, we'll have plenty of other support craft already on Mars when they get... Like, theoretically, the return ship will already be there and fueled up and ready to go when they land. Oh, well, yeah, no, certainly. But but even with... I mean, because they're currently doing... Like, on the ISS, they're currently exercising a lot. Yeah. To preserve their... Like, they are preserving bone density... And it's rough landing. Yeah. Like, it's like, we need days to recover. Presumably, you don't want a Mars mission where, like, you've landed, and no matter what the conditions are, you now need to just lie down for three days. Yeah. Like, if you land on Mars and you go, like, oh, look, there's a leak in the habitation module. Let's leave. Like, you need to be able to abort at any point in time. Right. You'd have to be able to climb up, like, whatever ladder goes to the, 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 the leave command module or whatever the leave command module the leave yeah we need to get out of here the the leave module on top of the leave rocket (laughs) to leave mars oh right right okay no i I, now now i get it oh okay good (laughs) i'm glad but anyway so they're setting up this inflatable module um it is a cool idea though yeah it's great Um, because you know mass air less of it air doesn't weigh much right the one thing i do wonder about though is uh how perforable <laughs> is it well wait the only thing that really gonna get perforated by is random space junk like but that's micro-media. happened on the stations before well right but it goes through anything it doesn't matter if it's made of that or like the whatever material Dude, the regular but it space does station. though because like you put a hole in the carbon composite, the air leaves, and it's a problem, but it's just the air. Like if you, you like if you're in this balloon and the balloon pops, and now the air and the walls close in on you, that's slightly what? more. It's not going to pop like a balloon. It's going to pop more like a tire. Well, okay. It's not going to like explode and just like a micrometeor. It's not going to hit it, and all of a sudden the module is just gone. But that's the thing is, I think, yeah, that's pretty much exactly what happens. No, I, I, do, I think the material is tough enough. It's, it will just support the hole. Because what happens when a balloon pops is that the hole goes through and the outward pressure just rips the whole bo- the balloon apart. Right. See, I, I, this, is, this is the thing I think you're not getting about this inflatable module <laughs> concept. Yeah, but it doesn't, it doesn't, it's not that thin, right? Like, it doesn't matter, but the fact that it's designed to be inflatable, like, it, by definition, it is an inflatable thing. Yeah, but I, there's also, I don't think there's a lot of force that would pull it back towards each other. I mean, it's going to be somewhat elastic, but I don't think it's, like, I think once it's at the inflated size, it's not going to have a ton of pressure pulling it back in. It's not, it's, it's not like, if you look at the module, it doesn't get that much bigger than it is when it's uninflated. Maybe. I mean, I guess it's possible that there can also be, like, support struts. Yeah. That, like, get like put in a place tent. after the thing's inflated. Right, like a tent. You know, those yeah. tent poles? Yeah. Like that. <laughs> I'm but. sure they, I'm sure 
They've thought about what happens if it gets... I don't know, Alex. I'm not sure that this has occurred to them. I feel like this is a very dangerous thing. We need to let them know. Yeah, okay. Uh, why don't we write them all an iTunes review on the official NASA <laughs> podcast? There's an official NASA podcast? I don't know. Maybe. Why is anybody listening to us? I Because there's only so many episodes of the official NASA podcast. Oh, man. So is this? So I'm looking at the illustration... Oh, no, this is their original design. Right, but I'm sure the new design isn't that deviated from it. Well, I think the new the new design is much smaller. Oh, well, but, yeah, maybe. Maybe it's just a shrunk-down version of what they were originally going to do. Right. I mean, so the, I mean, the idea, though, is that this would, this would be possibly a way to basically give the astronauts a lot of room on their way to Mars, right? Yeah, so they don't go crazy. I think we should just build, like, the Enterprise um, and build it on the planet and then just use an EM drive to put it in space. Okay. So that way we just have a replica of the Enterprise that we can... The Enterprise D, because that's clearly the best one. Thank you. I had I had a friend in high school who would argue that the E was better than the D and was very, very wrong. That's odd. Did anyone, did anyone argue that the Constitution classes, the original Enterprise, were better? Because those things just look like they're held together with a stick. <laughs> like, it's like a tube with two sticks on it. I mean, Three to be fair, I, I get very little, I, I have very little Star Trek credit because I actually enjoy Voyager. And I like the Voyager ship design. I the think it's sovereign? a good design, too. No, the E was the Sovereign. What was, what was, oh man. If you like Voyager so much, what class of ship was it? Voyager class. No, it wasn't Voyager class. Ah, Intrepid class. That was oh, it. right, because exploring. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Galaxy class was the D, and uh, Constitution class was the A. So what, the what were the what are the classes supposed to represent? Just, Just like size? Yeah, uh, staff size. Well, crew size. Well, <laughs> crew size. Staff no, size. no, they they were just like <laughs> we have seven waiters. And <laughs> no, th- there was a whole bunch of ships that looked the same. So there was like obviously there was other ships that right. looked just like the Enterprise D, who were all galaxy class. It just no, the, that was the Mirror Enterprise. <laughs> no, there were other. There was like I forget the name of it, but there were other galaxy class starships that lo- like looked exactly right. like the Enterprise. D. They just built a bunch of them, and they made the first one, the the flagship, and gave it the term Enterprise. Right, Alex. Yes. Yeah. Speaking of ships that are named awesome things, I'm so <laughs> mad that we didn't talk about this. I moved the last, it down for you. This is this has got to be. This is how we should close out this season. Okay. This will be our this last is story. just. This is the happiest story. Okay. Tell the story. Okay. So. Gather round, children. Once upon a time. In the UK, the Science Commission for the Advancement of Science was building a science vessel to go do some science in Antarctic science. They wanted to unlock those three and a half meter parts. Right. So they were building this remarkable vessel. More scientific a vessel than any scientific vessels that had ever been scienced before. Okay. And to commemorate this grand scientific achievement, 
they turned to the most scientific resource of all time, the internet. Yeah, it was designed as an, you know, an internet university network at first, so yeah. Exactly. Sharing to determine a name for this remarkable vessel. Yep. <laughs> and the name that great, great Britain came up with was Bodie McBoatface. <laughs> Which is like the tamest name the internet's ever come up with. I know! <laughs> I, I love this so much. <laughs> it makes me so ridiculously happy. <laughs> like, because, yes, like, th- this, is, this is not a new thing. Like, somebody asked the internet, and the internet trolled people like this is this is the story of the internet like it's a right. tale as old as time yep but this is one where it's like i would i i would i if you named a ship boating mcboatface <laughs> i'll name my tesla who, that that's what who doesn't do. who doesn't get on that who doesn't who doesn't like get their assignment in the mail <laughs> like they're like, they're a scientist, they're wondering when they're going to ship out and where they're going to ship out. And like, it comes in the mail, they open it up, and they got assigned to Bodie McBoatface. <laughs> like they, they had to tell their friends, I'm shipping out on Bodie McBoatface. Uh, like, how is, how is that not just the most amazing experience of all time? I don't how do you that. not tell your grandchildren about the time that you were stationed on, on Bodie, Bodie McBoatface? Boat like this is this would you would you consider changing professions to to work on this boat because i love this idea so much because it's not because obviously there there have been cases where people are like hey where should i do my next concert and then they like try and send you to the somewhere school super for the deaf like right. that <laughs> right. happened um right um where the internet's just kind of mean this is one that's not mean at all <laughs> It's just hilarious, hilarious and awesome. And uh, like, to be honest, I would love. I I I wish that the internet were able to do this more. Like, I love to be a little bit more civil than usual. <clears throat> no, 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 no. I I mean that I want the internet to be able to impact the real world more. I think it does uh, well, quite a but, bit. <laughs> no, no, completely separate. No transfer at all. I I think this perfectly illustrates the type of internet trolling that I absolutely love and the reason that I get really that I like I, I get I feel initially defensive when people start talking about internet internet trolls and how it's this big crisis and stuff because these are like the whimsical jokes that make the internet great and these are the things that come to mind like obviously people abuse the you know, the anonymity of the internet and things yeah, like that. Yeah, but there is so much internet culture that is this sort of trolling <laughs> that is just the most beautiful thing. And I just can we have stuff that is this whimsical? Like, how do you know? Like every like if you named the ship Bodie McBoatface, which they probably won't. Well, do. yeah, unfortunately. If they do, but would you consider going to work on it? If it, I probably, I probably not. <laughs> okay. If it, if it ever became a cruise ship. I would definitely <laughs> take a trip on boat. Like, like seriously, if you name a cruise ship, Bodie McBoatface, who doesn't take that cruise ship 
anywhere. You can oftentimes book passage on most ships. Like, most places right. have, like, crew compartments that aren't completely booked. Right. So you could probably book passage on that ship no matter what it's doing. I just, I love this. <laughs> and how do, if you name the thing by the face, how does it not bring a smile to everyone who ever encounters that boat? I don't know. He probably doesn't. No, it does. It does. Well, it, like you, you, it's my like you just it make you happy every day. Like you, you, you wake up on board and you're like, you know, I, I've got a bit of a hangover. It's a rough, <laughs> it was a rough night. The, the sea was choppy, and I've got a lot of work to do. But at least I'm working on Boney McBoatface, and that <laughs> what you know, greater honor truly exists. Truthfully, like. <laughs> <laughs> the internet you were a wonderful place uh and we'll see you in season three